we are going to talk about Vladimir Putin of the USSR formerly. Vladimir Putin. So you are our Sovietologist, our Russian expert here at WABC. Why have you decided to study so much about Russia, about the old Soviet Union, and about Vladimir Putin? Why did you personally decide to do this? Because with the dangers of Russia nowadays is getting an alliance with China. And it sends a really bad message to the other European Union countries that Russia and China will get more dangerous. Once they attack something, they will eventually just take over the world. I want your take on this past week. Our president, Joe Biden, had a video conference with Vladimir Putin. What can you tell us about Vladimir Putin? What have you studied about his history, uh, what he has done over the years? Over the years that Vladimir Putin has with uh, Joe Biden on the video conference, what he wants to do is with the United States is not to get involved, but with China, they are alliance together. They're friends. But the United States and Russia also has another plan with the United States that they want to just get away from China because China, on the other hand, is not that good. They're really, really far technically dangerous with all of their nukes and weapons. I mean, same thing with with Russia. But on the other hand, I think Vladimir Putin is a smart guy. Now, where did he come from? How did he rise up through the ranks of the Soviet leadership to become the leader of Russia? Where did he come from? Well, he was born in 1952, October 7th, in the Soviet Union. Well, and um, before Stalin died during the stroke, um, it was a very hard time in the Soviet Union. And when he rose through the ranks, it was mostly him just hatred for the other countries. Well, in 1999, in the early 2000s, he took office after Boris Nelson actually retreated. And then in 2008, uh, our current, our former presidents took charge. And over the years with them, it's not that great. Meanwhile, Trump, on the other hand, likes Vladimir Putin and thinks that is the greatest idea. But with us... No, we don't trust them. I don't know why we trust them in the first place. We were good allies during World War II. Nowadays, they're getting really more dangerous, and they want to take over the world just like China. So you, Anthony Sliwa, are Sovietologist here at WABC. Your advice to America, to the President Joe Biden, is not to trust Vladimir Putin? Yes, because, well, with Vladimir Putin is a very smart guy, but he's also very, very evil. And with Joe Biden, on the other hand, he's soft. He doesn't know how to take action yet. We just have to wait and see what Vladimir Putin is going to do to the other countries. But involving with the other countries, if they want us to get involved, just not to, for the time being yet. Well, now, Vladimir Putin was the head of the Soviet KGB. What is the KGB? And well, what do they do? Well, with the KGB... It was mostly with kind of like the CIA and the FBI mixed together. 
It was their version of keeping Russia protected against foreign allies. And kind of like the Germans in World War II tried to keep that way, wanted everything to control in their path. The Soviets fight back and created the KGB mm. in 19, I think it was 50s. Mm. Now, is the KGB a dangerous organization to America? No, it's actually not, because nowadays we're not even worried about that. We're just worried about Vladimir Putin was going to do to us. I mean, we had hacked before into the White House, into the Capitol building. Everything's falling apart in America. We're following the footsteps of the previous USSR. So you uh, believe that Vladimir Putin, the leader of Russia, is responsible for all this hacking that has gone on? Yes, I think he is responsible for this hacking. I don't think it's any time soon that he will stop. And no matter what the cause is, we just have to tell him, like, hey, if you keep hacking, we'll hack you back. Mm. So we'll hack you back more than you've hacked us. Yeah, that is correct. But now President Joe Biden did not say that, right? No, he didn't say that in the uh, video conference. But I imagine if he did, he would actually take more charge of it. But right now he's more soft. And working currently on American territory rather than Russian territories. Why do you think President Joe Biden is soft? Well, he doesn't know how to take action yet. He says he's going to do it by January 1st, 2021. And look at us now. We are falling into the hands of the communism. Mm. Now, as uh, our resident Sovietologist here at WABC, you who have studied Mother Russia... You've studied the history there. Uh, do you consider Vladimir Putin a strong leader? I certainly say that he is a strong leader. He knows to take action. But with us, no, we're just kind of lazy. Mm. So we're lazy. Now, let's take you back when Donald Trump was the president of the United States. He had a few meetings with Vladimir Putin. How do you think that our president then, Donald Trump, did when he had uh, the meetings with Vladimir Putin? Well, with the meetings of Vladimir Putin, on the other hand, I I think he has more confrontational with him. And uh, he likes to have more marketing business. With Russia, you can actually make more business with them because they love business. Uh, Just like the same thing here in the United States, we love business. But our business is more, we used to be capitalism, and then we're falling really fast. Wow. Now, many people have said that Donald Trump did not want to take on Vladimir Putin because Vladimir Putin knows a lot of secrets about Donald Trump. Do you believe that? I think I believed that at first when I heard that. But then in my mind, I'm like, no, this couldn't be. This could be fake news. Maybe Mm. this is just a Twitter rumor Mm. or something they say on the news. It's like, oh, no, um, Donald Trump knows all about our Vladimir Putin secrets, you know, all of that. And just like the elections. So this could be another form of fake news. It could be. Now, size up. Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump, when they had meetings, was Donald Trump strong or was he soft? Well, I got to say, Donald Trump, on the other hand, is more harder on Vladimir Putin, but he just likes him as a businessman, Mm. not really 
current uh, president of it. Now, how was Vladimir Putin with Donald Trump? Well, they get along fine when the elections, when they first appeared. And over the decades of three years in Trump's uh, White House business with him, mostly he would think that he's just a good guy. But in reality, I think, no, we should not trust him. We can trust him a little tiny bit if he does good things with us. But in the meantime, no, we can't trust them. So no trust for Vladimir Putin. That's right. All right. Now, before Donald Trump became president for four years, Barack Obama was president for eight years. And he had many meetings with Vladimir Putin. How did our president then, Barack Obama, do with Vladimir Putin? Well, with Barack Obama, he's such a coward. Because he thinks that Russia will just, you know, instantly just give him a clatter to the face. So what, what does that mean? Uh, ah, clatter is more of a smack to the face. Uh. No matter what Vladimir Putin is always going to do, he's a smart but evil man. And however he is, he's going to be with China, his best friend. So uh, when Barack Obama was our president and met with Vladimir Putin, was he soft or was he strong? Yeah, I think he was just more of a coward, more or less softly on Russia. Mm-hmm. Because I think uh, when I was just Googling about that, I think I was like, wow, this guy was really out of his mind going with um, Vladimir Putin with all of his business and in the armies and everything. It's just really not that great. Now, before Vladimir Putin became uh, the leader of the old Soviet Union, now modern Russia. You mentioned that Boris Yeltsin was uh, in charge. What kind of a leader was Boris Yeltsin in the old Soviet Union? Well, with Boris Yeltsin, he was more knowing about anything with Russia's current economics. He was more hard on everything about the economy and the restructuring of more modern Russia. He was a good leader, but I would think I preferred Boris Yeltsin and Gorbachev, the leader who was the last leader and still alive today, 90 years old of the Soviet Union. But Boris Yeltsin makes everything the game changer. Mm. But what he made the biggest mistakes ever is let Vladimir Putin became president in the early 2000s. Um, Now, you mentioned Gorbachev. That's Glasnost, Perestroika. He had five meetings with then-President Ronald Reagan. What kind of a a Soviet leader was Gorbachev? Because as our Sovietologist here at WABC, our Russian expert, Anthony uh, Chester Sliwa, you had a chance to study Gorbachev, right? That's right. With Gorbachev, on the other hand, he made the first Mickey D's in the Soviet Union in 1990 before he wants to step down and Boris Yeltsin took control. So wait a second. It was Gorbachev who allowed the first McDonald's to open up in the old Soviet Union? That's correct. I did not know this at first. I was like, no, no, this couldn't be true. But then I'm like, oh, wait, no, this is a real thing. So that opened up relationships between the United States and Russia. That's right. He makes it more westernized and apologizes everything for that. 
but he was actually really the best. So that was like Glasnost and Perestroika. It all started with a Big Mac, fries, and a strawberry shake in Moscow. <laughs> yes. Wow. We call it the McDonald's Summit. Now, when Ronald Reagan, our president then, met with Mikhail Gorbachev, was Ronald Reagan strong or was he soft with Gorbachev? Well, with Ronald Reagan, sure, he makes some jokes about the Soviet Union. But when he first met uh, Gorbachev, he just thinks that, oh, uh, here's a quote from him. They're an evil empire and we should destroy him no matter what. If you look at the old uh, film from all the time from 1989 and 1985, it was such a different time when we were doing it. We had way too much. We were overly powered than them. So was Ronald Reagan a strong president or soft with Gorbachev? Well, he was first good. He was not that hard, but he was not that soft on him. Mm. He just makes a good relationship with Gorbachev. Mm. Now, uh, how was Gorbachev with Ronald Reagan? Was he soft or was he strong? He was strong, but he made it good. Mm. So you feel that Mikhail Gorbachev was the best of the Russian-Soviet leaders? Yes. More than Stalin and Vladimir Lenin. Lenin made it all happen, but he was, like, mostly into the revolution. He was too busy finding his own enemies. While in the process that Stalin was getting power-hungry, and he didn't warn the party about him. And then, when he died in 1924... Stalin became absolute dictatorship. Mm. So Vladimir Lenin, take us back to the birth of the Soviet Union. What kind of a leader was Vladimir Lenin? Well, with Vladimir Lenin, he knows that Russia was in that time was not the greatest. It was 1914 with him, and he thinks that Russia wasn't doing so great. He thinks he was, but flash forward to 1917, it was not that great because czarism was not the greatest. Thank God we don't have to relive and see that all in the past. Thank God that we love living here in America. We have all the freedom. Now, in modern Russia, with Vladimir Putin, it's the same thing. No freedom. It's only just dictatorship. Now, back to Vladimir Lenin and the birth of the Soviet Union. Uh, why did he start a revolution? Why did he choose to use violence in order to take over the Soviet Union? Well, he wanted to make a Soviet Union just to make uh, a good utopia. Sharing is good, but with... Uh, so he wanted, after he died, Trotsky wanted to become the president of the uh, Soviet Union. But Stalin said, nah, I'm, I'm going to overtake you out. I'm going to make the Soviet Union way better, but in my own way. Mm. Now, what was Joe Stalin like as leader of the old Soviet Union? Well, with him, it was more over the top, more brutal. He killed his own, uh, own party members. He killed his own uh, so much people. It was just horrible to see it. And I didn't went to Russia for this one. I just looked this up. It's like, wow, this guy just went a little bit too much nuts. I think he just don't have any medicine, I think. <laughs> so he was power hungry. Yeah, way too much power hungry. Now, Joe Stalin 
leader of the old Soviet Union, was our ally in World War II with Franklin Delano Roosevelt, our president, and Winston Churchill, uh, who is the, uh, the civilian leader of the U- United Kingdom. They all met, the three of them. You had Stalin, Roosevelt, Churchill, all meeting together. In that meeting, was Stalin strong or was he soft? Well, he was strong, really, really strong. But at least he knows his limits about this. But he said in quote-unquote, don't leave the Soviet Union. But when he power-hungry to Berlin in Germany, it was really overpowered for him. By the end of the war, they actually won. And when it was so good, they actually held a first flag ceremony in 1945. This is the old Soviet Union of Joe Stalin. And what did that flag ceremony consist of? What took place during that flag ceremony, Anthony? Well, with the flag ceremony, it was to constant reminder of that was the greatest victory in the last 80 years we had it. And it was supposed to be for the next generation for not to take the Nazis, like overruled the world. Same thing with China. We don't want them overruling just like the Nazi Germany. Now, why uh, did the Soviet flag, why was it red and why did it have the hammer and sickle there on the flag? Well, Vladimir Lenin wanted to be uh, more for the revolution and it's for the people, all power to the Soviets. And when the people and the workers rose up against the czar, in 1917, by during 1918, uh, they actually overthrew the czar and Lenin finally made the Soviet Union in 1922 so that the people can actually judge for themselves. And that's why they came up with that flag? Yes, that is correct. All right, so that red flag with the hammer and sickle. Now, when uh, Joe Stalin sat down with FDR... During World War II, was our president, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, was he strong or was he soft? Well, he was strong at the time because he knows what the Soviet Union was doing good at the time. By 1945, by the end of the war, Franklin Roosevelt didn't want the Soviet Union anymore with their help. So that's why Joe Stalin really said, like, Oh, I'm getting paranoid. What should I do? Like, the Americans betrayed him. Hmm. And now, Winston Churchill was there. Uh, He was the prime minister of the United Kingdom. In those meetings with Franklin Delano Roosevelt, our president, and Joe Stalin, the leader of the Soviet Union, was Winston Churchill strong or was he soft? Well, Winston Churchill was with the FDR. And he was really strong with, um, with Joe Stalin and the Americans at the time. So he knows his gameplay-changing moments during World War II. Now, as our Sovietologist here at WABC, our Russian expert, can you tell us anything as we moved up uh, towards the time of Nikita Khrushchev and JFK? 
Well, with Nikita Khrushchev, he was the prime minister of head of the government in the Ukraine SSR before he became, in 1956, head of the、uh, Soviet Union by a de Stalination speech. Quote this, he said this I will not despise anything about Joe Stalin, but he over. Ruled his part of being a hero in the Soviet Union, and we will be more like him, but we'll have to take down his statue. Wow. So that was the turning point when Nikita Khrushchev spoke out against Joe Stalin. Yes, because he feels like back to the 30s when he saw Joseph Stalin just getting perched left and right, he was, he was a crazy mad lad. So now we have Nikita Khrushchev meeting with John F. Kennedy, President of the United States. Was Nikita Khrushchev, head of the Soviet Union, strong or was he soft? Well, he was,、uh, he was overpowered, like、mm-hmm. really strong with it.、Mm-hmm. But when he got a little bit too much, when he went with、uh, Fidel Castro in the Bay of Pigs, the United States did not like Cuba being a communist country. And they wanted to go to DEF CON 2 in 1962.、Mm. It almost sparked World War III into a nuclear disaster, or MAD, MAD. So, how did our president, John F. Kennedy, handle that? Well, both of them, when they first met each other, they said, nah, we can't go that far because then、uh, we don't have anyone to tell us what to do anymore. So they made their minds. They shook hands. It's like, well,、uh, I guess that's the end of World War III. Whew, that is too close. If we have left it at DEF CON 1,、mm. it would be the end of the world and we will never be here in the current modern times. Wow. So just wrapping it up. If you could sit in the West Wing of the White House with President Joe Biden, because you are our Sovietologist, our Russian expert here at WABC, and John Katsimatidis, our owner operator, had you on loan to the White House, and you had a one on one meeting with President Joe Biden, what would you tell him about Vladimir Putin, how to deal with him, and what would you tell him about Russia? Well, I would say this first it's like you gotta go really strong with Vladimir Putin. Don't get into his mind games because once you enter his mind games, he will, he will physically attack you and、uh, it will not be the greatest one. You really gotta go hard on him. You gotta show that America is a free country, is we are united. And we are red, white, and blue instead of you, Russia, are way too much on this dictatorship. We're falling apart because of you. So we are still currently on our own government、uh, since 1776. And we like to free ourselves, not for the people, but for ourselves. So would you recommend that President Joe Biden, the next time he meets with Vladimir Putin, The leader of Russia, that he just starts saying, USA, USA, USA. Yeah, it's always USA first before Russia goes downhill. Well, now, this is the completion of our second podcast. It's part of the series, 
father and son that you can get only exclusively on the podcasts that are provided by WABC. You go to WABCradio.com. Each week, we'll have a different subject matter. Uh, right now, it says father and son, Curtis and Anthony, but apparently my son Anthony is negotiating with Chad Lopez, our general manager, to change the name to what? To Anthony and Curtis. But next week, not only are you a Sovietologist and a Russian expert here at WABC, but you are also the preeminent expert at WABC about Red China. That's right. So we have to discuss at length what you felt about the meetings that President Joe Biden recently had with what the leader of Red China said was with his old friend Joe Biden. Are you prepared to share that with us next week? Next week, I will gladly share that. Leave your thoughts in the link down in the description down below and turn on those notification bells if you want to see more and click like and subscribe. And share the podcast with others who don't know because my son Anthony at 17 knows more about Vladimir Putin, more about the old Soviet Union, more about Mother Russia than most of the experts in our United States State Department and in the Pentagon. So thank you very, very much for sharing all that vital geopolitical information with our audience that is always hungry for more information about Mother Russia, the Soviet Union, and Vladimir Putin. Yes. Thank you, Anthony. You're welcome. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.